What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, folks, we'll get started here in just a second. But first, this word from Stephanie Miller. Oh, my God. We have an exciting new client, Literati. Oh. It's the number one book club for kids. Oh, yeah. I had to do some digging to find people young enough. But my ex just had a baby. My nephew's. Three and seven years old. <laughs> so Perfect. We sent it to both of them. We're going to get reviews. It is for ages zero to 12. Yeah. Right? Libraries, schools, bookstores are all closed. Yeah. Right? Literati has you covered with something truly re- unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women to make it easy to find interesting books delivered right to your doorstep. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or to give as a gift. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art personalized note to your child. What kid doesn't love receiving something in the mail? Home delivery. Super important right now. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free for a limited time. Try it with Travis's nephews. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie, 25% off your first two orders. That's literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, Stephanie. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up. Never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, boys. Let's stop in here for a second. I'm a little parched from the jog. Uh, Sir, we've only been jogging for three blocks. Besides, Mrs. Clinton asked us not to let you into any more fast food places. Well, I just want to mingle with the American people, talk with some real folks, maybe get a Diet Coke or something. Fine. But please, don't tell Mrs. Clinton. Jim, let me tell you something. There's going to be a whole bunch of things we don't tell Mrs. Clinton. Fast food is the least of our worries, okay, buddy? Oh, my God! It's Bill Clinton! Oh, my God. Hey, Do you favor the uh, decision to send military forces to Somalia? Hmm. That's a good question. Yes, I do. Let me tell you why. See, right now, we're sending food to Somalia. But it's not getting to the people who need it because it's being intercepted by warlords. (laughs) And it's not just us. It's other countries, too. Like your McNugget is released from Great Britain to Somalia, intercepted by warlords. Besides Malaya fish sandwich, aid from Italy, warlord. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 30, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,197 of the Trump crisis. Was that T-Rex blowing his nose? Yes. We're actually doing <laughs> rails of cocaine over here. Oh, you too? <laughs> That's what I thought. 188 days into the 2020 presidential election and five seconds since T-Rex was doing lines of coke. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's bring him in, the Goth Ninjas. Here we go. All right. It is T-Rex David Ferguson and his Tony Montana-sized pile of cocaine <laughs> from the T-Rex Report podcast. Patreon.com slash T-Rex Report. Also, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. From-the-bunker.com is the website address. Also at sexyliberal.com. 
where you should be supporting all your favorite sexy liberal programs. In fact, big announcement, the Unprecedented Podcast yes. with Cliff Schechter and John Aravos. This is now part of the Sexy Liberal Yay. Podcast Woo. Network. Yay. So awesome. I'm so glad to hear that uh, John and Cliff have joined up. Oh, my God. You know what? Without further ado, before we uh, dive into everything, I got to play this from Rocky Mountain Mike. This is so awesome. Oh, my God. Listen to this. (laughs) There comes a time when we need to go bowling. When our hair has just got to be cut. There are people dying. And we just don't give a shit Oh, and it's time to get out there and bitch We can't go on (laughs) Pretending day by day That we can't live without NASCAR We are all having sex within our family that explains why we're in the streets. We are the turfs. We are the skeeters. We are the ones who voted for this mess and we'll keep breeding. There's a choice we're making. We're risking all your lives. It's true. Just a bunch of vectors, just wait and see. <laughs> we are the derps. I love it so well, much. Well, just look at our guns. We'll just shoot that virus down. Yeah, we flunked high school biology. Because <laughs> God has shown us we have no brains in our heads. And so we all are standing hand in hand. We are the dirt. Sing along at home. We are the skeeters. We are the ones who haven't got a clue. We don't like reading. There's a choice we're making to help with you and your lives. It's true that understanding science are I was mostly dumb all day. (laughs) What's that? What did you say? I was mostly dumb all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's Rocky Mountain Mike, Marion Ann Arbor. We are the derps. Oh, that was classic. Classic, classic, classic. They're all, you know, of course they need a theme song. They need their own uh, anthem, right? I don't know if they're going to like that one in particular, though. (laughs) It's just too great. Thank you to both uh, Mike and Mary for that one. I guess this is the best place to start, even though it's maybe some of the worst news so far, is uh, another 3.8 million people filed for unemployment benefits in the week ending April 25th. That was last Mm. week. That's 30 million Americans out of work. The unemployment rate, based on those unemployment benefit filings, is 22%. Twenty, yeah, we're, we're, 22. We're just shy of Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. And see, so I feel like there's an opportunity here to fix that while we continue to stay at home. Uh, again, it's mm-hmm. not the either-or scenario. There is a third solution that we can start uh, job retraining. We can start paying people to do things online, public works projects, infrastructure, yep. so on. These are things that can be done, but which will not be done because we have incompetent Republicans running the show right now. Mm-hmm. Because our president is basically a lukewarm bucket of crotch sweat. (laughs) Ooh, that's lukewarm lukewarm bucket of crotch sweat wins. Yes, that's right. Maybe that's the title for today's show. That's the title. It's got to be. It's got to (laughs) be. All right. And also, by the way, we've also reached bagel status. That is uh, to say recessionary status. These are the final numbers. The U.S. economy shrank 1.2% in the first quarter of 2020, or 4.8% on an annual rate of decline. This is according to uh, yeah, the Commerce Department. Yeah, this is uh, not quite the lowest point from the Great Recession as far as GDP goes, but this is just the first quarter. This is just getting started. That's uh, January, February, March. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, things continue to uh, to get worse out there. So 
as a consequence of all of that, the uh, the GDP is taking a shit. But again, logical solution here. Pump another couple trillion dollars into the economy and then we'll worry about the deficit and debt after this is all yeah. over. But in the meantime, I don't see any other alternative. Do, do either of you? It just seems to me it's it's obvious the solution here and it's staring us right in the face. And well, yet we still can't we go can there. Or we can start selling our own limbs for meat. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before Trump suggests that, right? I mean, I've got two arms. Yeah, yeah. They're very small. <laughs> I mean, last week he was talking about injecting sunlight somehow into your lungs, presumably. Uh-huh. So why not? At some point, he's going to say, look, I need my hamburgers. So start cutting off one of your limbs so I can have my uh, McDonald's hamburgers. And so that's uh, that's probably going to be his motivation for all of that. Well, you know, he finally evoked the Defense Production Act yeah. to, st- to keep the hamburgers coming. Right. <laughs> like, he he des- wouldn't do it for PPE. He wouldn't do it for testing. He wouldn't no. do, you know, but oh man, when it comes time to stop the meat, he's, yeah. yeah, it's like he's like programmed to just destroy the environment and anything good and, <laughs> That's right. and healthy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Jared Kushner called the coronavirus a great success story. With 61,547 deaths so far as of this moment in time. Oh my God. Right. Remember when 60,000 was our ceiling, if, you yeah. know, when Fauci said that if we do everything right, we can keep it down to 60,000 and now we're, it's not even May. That's right. We're going to be at 62,000 by the end of today. Mm-hmm. I think, um, uh, and, and we've, we, we've, we will have surpassed Vietnam numbers just in April between April one and today. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It's as if they're writing commercials for the Democrats. And other countries, when they are giving money and to their companies, you know, industries, those industries have to keep their people on payroll. Yeah. At least 75% of what their normal paychecks would be at minimum, or they don't get any money. And mm-hmm. they have to also pay taxes in that country, high cruise lines. Yeah. Um, Boeing was already going under without this, so F them. Sorry. Right. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, F you. F you. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you. Um, and so... <laughs> I was, like, using Jody drop-ins while Jody is on the show. So it's... Like, I like it's, hearing myself back. F you. Um... F you. Um, Jody so, telling Jody to F you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, F you to F... You're telling me to F off. Okay, whatever, Jody. <laughs> F you. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's just how we're doing it is so fucked up. And then McConnell wanting to... Uh, save industry and certain companies from liability should say a meatpacking mm. plant reopen. Yeah, yeah, and not potent- and not give people PPE or something to protect themselves or have them oh, six just, feet away. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, I know. You the know. thing is, though, and this is something that's promising from my state. You know, the governor reopened the state and nobody came. Yeah, true. Right. Like a lot of places have just opted to stay closed. If you read, a, there's an article in the Atlantic by a woman named Amanda Mull that called uh, you know Georgia's. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I, I, now I can't remember the title, of course, but it's like Georgia's art of self-sacrifice or something. Human mm-hmm. sacrifice. Georgia's experiment in human sacrifice. It's like how many bodies will it take to bring the economy back to life? Yeah. But um, a lot of people are just like you know the people aren't going to come back to the restaurant. We're not opening. Right. So. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if the restaurants open again. If people are feel like they're going to get sick by walking in there, they're not going to go. Let's reopen prematurely so no one's going to show up anyway. That's just immensely. The, dumb. All the millionaires are like, you peasants get back to work. You know, our governor yeah. is you know a millionaire, and they're all and it's like the peasants are kind of like you know. Not really super willing to put my body on the line for mm-hmm. your ideology. Yeah, exactly. I mean, line. Mm-hmm. who could have guessed that Brian Kemp was going to be even dumber than Donald Trump? He's just a <laughs> oh, colossal. Well, did you hear about the driving test? This is the latest. I heard from about the this Brian this Kemp's morning. Office. Oh my god! They have suspended yeah. the actual driving requirement for your to get your driver's license. And this um, is in Georgia, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where people were already amazing stupid, drivers stupid. to begin with. Jesus uh, Christ. I, so I, I, The only a, conclusion I can draw from this is that my governor's number one policy aid right now is a poo-flinging monkey throwing things at a dartboard, you know? Like, just, <laughs> like let's just pass a law. Like, what's the most random fucking thing we could possibly do? I don't right, know. Let's right. actually, like, take kids on guided tours of hospitals now or something, you know? Like, just so dumb. I mean... Well, and they're relying... Of course, that brings us to Mike Pence at the fucking Bayo Clinic with no mask uh, on. That one. Yeah. This is, you know, that was... I hit the wall in my... Monday for a minute. When I saw those pictures, I was like, you know what? Humanity deserves to die. Yep. Like if we're if the best we can do is these arrogant man babies mm-hmm. to try to respond to the most existential threat to humanity in a millennium. Yeah. 
we're just uh, we're you know this our our time is up. It's well, okay, you know, right, right. We had a well, good turn. Th- I mean, as the a species. Th- <laughs> the problem with that is, uh, of course, the Mayo Clinic said that Pence was told of, he was. of the policy that you have to wear a mask inside the Mayo Clinic before beginning his visit. Then Karen Pence told Fox and Friends today. That Pence was not made aware of the Mayo Clinic mask policy. No, that's until bullshit. So, I'm so, sure there are giant signs on the doors that said no yeah. one without a mask is allowed beyond this point. Yeah. So the accusation is the Mayo Clinic is fake news. I mean, that's basically oh, what they're saying here. Oh, I mean, again, everyone is wrong except the most colossal fucking liar in the history of American politics. That's what they're expecting their people to believe. And the shame of it is... There people actually believe it. I mean, it's the most st- staggering aspect of this entire presidency. I mean, listen to this. Well, I don't have, actually have the clip, but listen to my voice telling you about what happened <laughs> today in the okay. White House. Because as you know, Donald Trump was doing his daily Trump shows, and then he discovered, oh, shit, they're not really helping me in the polls. Right. They're actually hurting me. Or at least that's what he's being told by whoever has a brain in their head in the White House. There must be someone in there that has an actual functioning bit of gray matter in their skulls. Ooh, I have and a they, story you're going to love. Well, they told uh, Trump, is that there's no way uh, you should keep doing these Trump shows. So instead, he's just been doing multiple press availabilities every fucking day, whether it's in the Oval Office or whether it's out in the Rose Garden or wherever. He's still taking press questions because he's an addict. So today... Jim Acosta from CNN asked Donald Trump in the Oval Office, you say you had broken tests from Obama. The coronavirus is a new virus. So how could the tests be broken from, you know, 2017? Yeah, exactly. So Trump said, we have broken tests. We had tests that were obsolete. We had tests that didn't take care of people. That was his stupid fucking (laughs) lie. I mean, just so obvious. And then he said he started to attack Obama for H1N1 once again, did his little tangent about how Joe Biden once said N1H1, you know, because Donald Trump never fucks anything up verbally, of course. Um, He obviously went off on that little thing and then circled back, as he usually does, to what he was originally saying, which is that. Obama's approval rating for response to H1N1, he had terrible poll numbers, the worst poll numbers in the history of America, he was saying. And you know what Obama's poll numbers were? I looked it up. He averaged 67% approval of his response to H1N1 in 2009. That's how well Obama actually did. But of course, Trump is just making shit up. Wholesale. I don't care if it factually makes any sense whatsoever. Those tests that Obama left for us, they were defective because they wouldn't accurately weed out COVID-19, which we just heard about four months ago. And there are millions of people out there going, yeah, exactly right, Mr. President. So, oh, Uh my God, don't listen to those experts. Everyone's a liar except you. By the way, that's my (laughs) official voice for any Trump supporter now. Oh, yes. So, so great. Oh, definitely. Oh, my. You sound like Corky from uh, Waiting for Government. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you're bastard people is what you you're are. Bastard. You're bastard people. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your ass face. The thing about testing, I, I, to me at this point, it just feels like it's very Soviet. You know, you can't count the cases you don't test. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so they're dragging their feet on testing because they don't want the numbers out there that, I mean, you know, we look at the whole cruise ship thing from back months ago when he was like, I don't want to let those people come on shore because it'll raise our numbers. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. The, the amount of of shit that gets flushed down the memory hole in all Mm -hmm. of this. I mean, just take the COVID-19 crisis alone. The amount of things that he has said that have just been flushed away that people don't even remember anymore because of everything else that comes out on a day-to-day basis. I mean, there is no way other than for the existence of the flushing in the memory hole that Donald Trump should be the fifteen anywhere. flushes of the memory hole. <laughs> exactly the the lack of toilet paper as we flush down the memory hole. The thing is, he should be losing so badly to Joe Biden right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it shouldn't even be close. I mean, we've got what a ten point spread right now in the polls, and don't fucking get happy. 
But it should be more than that. It should be 20 points. It should be 25 points. But they just have so cornered the market on propaganda, on disinformation, on just a bunch of morons running around thinking they know, like amateur statisticians and amateur epidemiologists all over Facebook and Twitter confounding the amount of bullshit that is out there to backstop Donald Trump. A friend of mine Donald was just Trump. losing it on his wall the other day. He was like, yes, your Google search is more valid than my PhD in epidemiology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, you know, I had to send a, another note to Tom Nichols the other day. Uh, again, say what you will about Tom, but oh my God, the death of expertise. Did he nail this period of time with yeah. that book? I mean, that is one of the must-read books of this era, right up there with Malcolm Nance's books and so on. This is something that just put its finger on the pulse of what is wrong with America right now, because it's really just the dummies and the dilettantes and the suckers who are going to destroy this country. And by the way, dummies, dilettantes, and suckers might actually be the title of the show. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. So I don't know where I was going with that. doesn't really matter. But uh, You know, there is one country on earth that's fucking us up worse than we are. Oh, Russia. Yeah. Russia. Yeah. 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 Didn't yeah there's they, didn't... a piece in the Washington Post in the last couple of days by Michael Carpenter about how Putin has just completely screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, he, yeah. At first, he screwed the pooch by trying to go like do the limbo on oil with the Saudis. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. that like completely bit him on the ass. And then um, now it, this, they were just in complete denial. Well, which, it... you know, is the. That's the way that, you know, blustering man babies yeah. handle real crises. And this is and this is where, like, the limitations of the blustering man baby are really apparent when it, science intervenes in an aggressive mm-hmm. way yeah. like this. The thing with Russia right now is Vladimir Putin needs to be afraid, very, very afraid. Because don't forget, they are a petrol nation. They are all about oil. And oil is... their entire is, economy on it. Exactly. Yep. As we've seen, the oil prices are in the shitter right now. They're so the Russia thing is, is losing money if we're under forty dollars yeah. a barrel. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's stacked up against Vladimir Putin. On top of that, his response to the COVID nineteen crisis has been opaque, to say the least. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on there uh, because of the way again that, you can't you can count tests you don't take you know like yeah. cases yep. you don't test you can't count in numbers yes we have billion pneumonia deaths mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something that I've been beating to death lately it's just one of those things besides where- your junk never mind <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Uh, I don't know, um, but uh, yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't ever masturbate. How dare you accuse me? Joking. Never procrastinated in your life. Never delayed <laughs> editing for thirty minutes just because you were like, you know, it's porn time. That that is one of the greatest things you have ever invented. Is the portmanteau of procrastinate and masturbate. <laughs> Procrastination is so great. Um, I'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I've been focused on lately is why hasn't Trump, in the midst of praising himself for being number one on Facebook or having great ratings or having the best hair and the most gigantic hands or whatever, whatever the fuck he's saying during the Trump show, in the midst of all of that, never once has he had a moment of silence for now 61,000 yep. uh, dead Americans. Not one. Mm-hmm. Not one for the victims. So the other day he was asked uh, the following question. You've spoken about your friend who passed away. I was wondering if you have spoken to the families of anyone else who has lost a loved one to COVID-19. If there's any particular stories that have affected you. And, and Trump said this. Talk about word salad. Well, I have. I have many people. I know many stories. I've spoken to three, maybe, I guess, four families unrelated to me. I did. I lost the vi- <laughs> So for just he like actually spoke to someone besides Ivanka and Jared and he's so proud of himself. Mm-hmm. For like the first poopy in the toilet, you know? Like, exactly. I mean, we have what, over a million cases in the United States, sixty thousand plus deaths right now. Donald Trump says he's spoken to four families and he's probably lying about that. I mean, not mm-hmm. even probably. He is lying about that. Until I actually see the call log and hear from the families, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna assume he's lying. That's all 
we can do. We find out that young people do extraordinarily well. That's why I think we can start thinking about schools. But of course, no. we're ending the school season. Uh. So, you know, it would be probably you'd be back. You wouldn't be back for too long. I noticed where Purdue University, a great school in a great state, wants to open and have students come in. I think that's correct. Some colleges, I think I saw Harvard wants to have students come back in the fall. I would hope they'd have a have a have students. <laughs> This is a question about people who have died, and somehow he's done this neck-snapping pivot to Purdue University and sending kids back to school. Fuck them. Oh, my God. This guy is a sociopath. Again, if Democrats would stop flogging each other, for God's sake, and actually focus on winning this election, there would be no chance that he could ever possibly win. This is the thought that keeps circulating through my head. Like, if only we would stop with the circular firing squad on our side, we could actually focus our attention on this fucking unmitigated maniac in the Oval Office right now and get him out of office and then focus on the other shit after that's done. I mean, it just, it seems so obvious this burning and pile of hair in the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> that gets another peewee sounder. <laughs> All right. Man. God. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's the president's response to 60,000 deaths, which I don't think he even knows. I don't think he knows the actual death toll. I don't think he's being told. I don't think he's been given yeah. that information. He's certainly not hearing it on Fox News Channel. And he probably yeah, thinks that whatever he hears about it on CNN or MSNBC on his whatever it is, 12 TiVos that he sits and, you know, works really hard at. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he even believes that it's real news when he hears it from those other networks. So there's the other wrinkle to the, all of that. Meanwhile, you, you want some good news before we take a short break? How about this? The FDA plans to announce emergency authorization for remdesivir. Is that the pronunciation yeah, of remdesivir? Something it's like that. It's an antiviral, right? Yeah, yeah, it's an antiviral drug. Yeah, after a federal well, it trial. it's a specific yeah. amino acid that the virus uses to, anyway, right. go on. Yeah, no, and that's what, those are the drugs we should be testing are antiviral drugs because this is a virus. Yeah, so you were yeah. saying there's a, a certain amino acid inside the coronavirus mm-hmm. right, that it targets? Right, that it uses to you know, bind onto our... It, I don't know the. I'm getting way out over my skis here if I'm talking okay. about microbiology. So let me just say that I think it shortens recovery time considerably. Is the deal? It's like it takes yeah. people from being very sick, but there's also I think results contradictory. Other studies say mm-hmm. no effect whatsoever. I, I, I'm not going to hang too much hope on this particular set yeah. of science. Patients given remdesivir recovered 31% faster than those given placebo. Fauci hailed the results as highly significant, but added that while the result doesn't seem like a knockout, it was a strong proof of concept. He cautioned, however, that the results of the study overseen by his agency, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, still needs to be peer-reviewed. However, a separate study of remdesivir released today concluded that the drug failed to improve patients' condition or reduce the pathogen's presence in the bloodstream compared with placebo. Oh, shit. Mm. So I said it was good news. Doesn't What's seem like such good news What's going on with all now. the drugs that are new now? They all sound like characters from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Lady remdesivir. <laughs> you know, it's presented right. to the War Council, you know. Lord Zyrizi. Oh, man. So, oh, I, Fauci also uh, warned that a second round of coronavirus is, quote unquote, inevitable. Inevitable. He added yeah. that we have to put into place all of the countermeasures to address the pandemic. But if we don't do that successfully, we could be in for a bad fall and a bad winter. If states begin lifting restrictions too early, Fauci said the country could see a rebound of the virus that would, quote, get us right back in the same boat that we were a few weeks ago. And there's not going to be anything done about that. We are absolutely going to see. I mean, inevitable, Mm -hmm. there's no wiggle room in the word inevitable. We are going to see this. It's being partially precipitated by uh, relaxing all the stay-at-home orders and people like Brian Kemp and Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis sending people back out to the beaches and to restaurants and to bowling alleys for some reason prematurely is only going to exacerbate all of this. So... Hunker down. Keep trolling Amazon for paper towels and toilet paper like I've been doing. Well, here's the thing, though. Amazon is... There's a whole thing ethical... I mean, a whole ethical issue right now with Amazon because its workers aren't getting adequate hazard pay or PPE, and they're striking, and the media is just kind of not really paying a whole lot of attention to that. Yeah. Right. 
Well, yeah. I, I, mean, feel, I feel, I've always felt a little conflicted about ordering from Amazon, but especially not right now. Nothing to say against your Amazon link, which is on your homepage at bobseska.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> which, if it. you shop through there, well, yeah. I, you know, Bob will actually get a tiny percentage of your sales. But um. Yes. Uh, all right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, more fantastic news about the plague and the economic collapse and... Fun, lots of fun, Ugh, fun, fun things. Fun. <laughs> All right, back after these words. Oh my God, we have an exciting new client, Literati. Oh, it's the number one book club for kids. Oh yeah. I had to do some digging to find people young enough, but my ex just had a baby. My nephews, three and seven years old. <laughs> so Perfect. We sent it to both of them. We're going to get reviews. It is for ages zero to twelve. Yeah. Right. And it, uh, libraries, schools, bookstores are all closed. Yeah. Right. Literati has you covered with something truly re- unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women to make it easy to find interesting books delivered right to your doorstep. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or to give as a gift. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art, personalized note to your child. What kid doesn't love receiving something in the mail? Home delivery, super important right now. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free for a limited time. Try it with Travis's nephews. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie, 25% off your first two orders. That's literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. The Bob Seska Show. Take my hand, walk with me Through the shade of evergreen Climb the hills, rest our feet Watch the sun fade by the creek There's no other place I'd rather be I would say this is an instant classic. This is a recording artist named Logan Piercy, and the uh, song is called Next to Me. Brand new. It's out tomorrow. So you want to go uh, to bobseska.com, click the podcast page for today's episode, and download it. Support all of our indie bands, all of our indie musicians. we got a brand new indie music countdown coming up this weekend on Sunday. All the songs from April played in full with some of my DJ banter in between. Um... Also, on Saturday night, my brother Jim is doing another Front Porch concert on Facebook. He, he did it last cool. week. Yeah, cool. he did it last Saturday. It was a couple hours playing covers and lots of great songs on his front porch for a small crowd of socially distanced people outside and for thousands of people on Facebook, literally. So... Jim. Follow Jim at uh, Facebook. You just search for his name. His first name's Jim. Did I mention Jim? Jim. But his name is Jim. <laughs> Jim. And you probably can guess his last name. So there you go. Uh, okay, moving along here. Oh, by the way, if you want to submit your songs, bobsuska.com slash music. Thank you. Uh, Trump's cronies are getting a bunch of small business loans via the PPP program. Uh, an analysis shows three companies with ties to the Trump administration received a total of $18.3 million Jesus. under the program. Stephanie Miller can't get a small business loan, meanwhile. Another recipient received a loan from a bank that previously employed its board's chairwoman. Four companies received more than $10 million maximum by applying for multiple loans through subsidiaries. These fuckers... Speaking of bad corporate practices, T-Rex, there you go. Four other companies receiving more than $20 million in aggregate have wealthy investor board members in common. So you got a lot of cronyism of going on here. It and, and it's, it's all Trump. It's Trump just enriching his friends, enriching himself. I'm sure somewhere along the line, he's going to try to get his teeny tiny stubby fingers on some of this money, too. He claims that he won't, but of course, he's probably lying. And then there's also this other thing that's kind of a side story where uh, Junior and the other uh, Red Hats are trying to label Joe Biden as being, uh, I think, Beijing Biden. I think that's the new what? nickname. Yeah, they're calling Joe Biden. They're trying to link him. They're li- trying to link Joe Biden to China 
because of course there's no linkage between Trump and China. Of course there, mm. of course there isn't. Except for you know the Trump Organization's offices in Shanghai. The how many I don't know how many different trademarks that Ivanka has received mm-hmm. in China. Uh, there's the fact that one of the top central banks, one of the top government banks in China, has rented the an entire floor on Trump Tower and pays two million dollars a month in rent to the Trump Organization. But of course it's Beijing Biden. China. Oh my God, these people are just utterly shameless. Mm -hmm. So, and by the way, I just wanted to mention Mm. with regard to uh, Joe Biden, we're going to be talking about Tara Reid on the post-mortem show once again. So if you want to hear what we have to say about the latest on that story, go to uh, patreon.com slash Show or just bobseskashow.com. Uh, sign up for $5 a month and you can hear everything we have to say about all that. Okay. Your favorite guy, Brad Parscal, was like the uh, president. Oh, yeah. Him out last weekend and just apparently was like, I'm going to sue you because my poll numbers are falling. <laughs> yes, that is an amazing story. I'm so glad you brought that up. I had planned to talk about that today anyway. But, I mean, let's talk about that now because what we're looking Do at let's. here. It's a schadenfreude Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. I'm so glad that uh, Donald Trump made Brad Parscale shit his pants the other day. Because mm-hmm. it, if I were Brad Parscale in that scenario, I would have shit my pants. The problem is that I think this is how Donald Trump is coercing a lot of the people around him to stay in line. We've been uh, kind of hypothesizing, what is it that keeps all of these people from just running to the next nearest microphone and going, he's fucking crazy, he's insane, I and I have evidence that he's crazy. But that's not happening. And so why isn't that happening? And I think it's because uh, he's threatening to bury them in legal fees in the context of lawsuits. And whether that's in the context of enforcing his uh, non-disclosure agreements or whether that's just, you're a terrible person, so I'm going to sue you for being bad, very bad. So I don't know. I don't know which one it is. But th- this kind of makes sense, doesn't it? That uh, yeah. he's keeping people in line by threatening It's like a horrible or... like, jellyfish or something, you know, with tentacles everywhere, yeah, stuck yeah. to everything, just sticky, <laughs> yeah. just venomous, kind of poisoned. I don't know. Well, remember what uh, Glenn Greenwald used to do as a lawyer. He used to, when he was faced with uh, an opponent uh, in, in some sort of lawsuit, the idea was to bury that opponent in legal fees and paperwork and make his uh, opponents uh, go broke in the process of trying to defend themselves. It wasn't even about winning the case. And Donald Trump is playing the same nefarious game. He doesn't care whether he wins. I mean, like, I don't even know. I think he countersued. Remember the story about how he countersued Deutsche Bank when Deutsche Bank sued him for, for loaning him money. Yeah, for loaning him <laughs> money. And, and he was unable to pay it. So he said that, well, I'm going to sue you, Deutsche Bank, because you were part of the you problem. Didn't you didn't do due diligence. Well, no, it was that it was that they were a bank during the Great Recession and they helped precipitate, therefore, the Great Recession, which made it impossible for Donald Trump to repay the loan. So he was suing them for preventing him from being able to repay the loan. That was his lawsuit. And I don't know if he won or not. It didn't really even matter because maybe there was some sort of settlement after he just kept hitting them with uh, legal fees and so on. I have no idea how that turned out, but it's possible that that was... uh, kind of his end game and all of that too. But this is a standard uh, a dick move by a lot of different yeah. people who just want to watch the world burn, who just want to torture people. And that's certainly Donald Trump's MO in all of this. And and again, I think they made up after the fact. I think Trump and Brad Parscale uh, kissed and made up after. And so th- he's not necessarily in any danger. But to me, if you're Brad Parscale, are you motivated to do a better job or just kind of coast based on the fact that your boss threatened not only to fire you, but then to fire you and sue you? I, I can't I can't put myself in the mindset to be anyone who would actually work for that fucker. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, I, at this point, I mean, you know, I mean, how can we guess the motivations of Brad Parscale, this Rasputin looking, you know, maladroit <laughs> who happened to game the Internet in a proper fashion to get this joker in office in 2016? But yeah. I mean, he probably, I don't know. He probably, I just, why would he not work to get this asshole in office? Because it seems mostly they're motivated by hatred of everyone who's not them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this this story is just utterly fascinating. Trump saw some of the best approval ratings of his presidency during the early weeks of the crisis. AIDS 
highlighted the growing political cost of the crisis and the unforced errors by Trump in his freewheeling press briefings. Trump reacted with defiance, incredulous that he could be losing to someone he's viewed as a weak candidate. Trump said, uh, according to this Huffington Post write-up about it, or this is an AP piece in the Huffington Post, I am not fucking losing to Joe Biden, Trump said. He repeated in a series of heated conference calls with his top campaign officials. So there were other people on this Mm -hmm. call. Right. It was Brad Parscale. It was RNC chair Ronna McDaniel. uh, It was Jared Kushner and other aides were on the call. So mm, this is probably why this shit leaks out because he's doing these conference calls. He doesn't care. And I wonder if he's But just a side note. I wonder if he's still using his unsecured cell phone. That's something else possible. Again, another thing in the memory hole. Like, is he still making phone calls that are clearly being wiretapped by every foreign enemy and and frenemy alike? Uh, maybe that's what one of would the you ways really gain out. from tapping his phone though? Because he can't. I mean, anything that comes into his head comes out of his mouth. <laughs> like he can't right. think strategically. No. He can't keep a secret. Yeah. He can't even like get his answers straight on the Russia probe or. You know, all the things that you're right, they're down the memory hole. I mean, he stands there and contradicts himself within one, you know, he'll say something in a paragraph later, he's arguing against it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a damaged, horrible, flaming bag of dog poop on the national doorstep. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, along these lines, uh, Brian Karam was on Stephanie Miller's show this morning. Yeah, was a, he was. He was great. Awesome interview. And he mm-hmm. mentioned something that he hasn't met. I've had Brian Karam on my show a couple of times, and he hasn't mentioned this before, but he actually confirmed to Stephanie that he's seen Trump's hands trembling. And I'm not sure what could possibly cause that. It could be the fact that he drinks 108 Diet Cokes throughout the course of the day. So True. it could be could be the caffeine, could be something else. But Karam said... It could be the industrial strength Sudafed. That it could be, might be uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Karam said that when you talk with Trump up close and you see him operate up close like that, he said, uh, Trump does not look like a well man. And... Mm. He covers it up quite well because he's got the coiffure. He's got the clown makeup that disguises his actual skin tone. He's got the big suits that he's always seen wearing. So he does a pretty good job in the morning of getting his shit together. Of visually. what? Looking like a bag of dirty socks? I mean, he's, just, <laughs> he's never looked well. But he's, I mean, <laughs> bag of dirty socks. We got a third title. That's right. If today's show were three shows, we'd have a title for every single one. Yeah, so many does. Really, I mean, all that effort, it's just like everything that Trump does is bad for Trump, including his hair and makeup. It's just, mm-hmm. and his, I mean, he's all, but he really, he has, I've never thought he looked well. No, From he the doesn't. Moment, I, you know, any, any up close picture of him, he looks like processed ham. It's really <laughs> he bad. He does. Yes, You're right. He's got those quivering eye bags and the big waddle and just, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, his hands actually look like they're carved out a couple of uh, canned hams. They have that same yeah. skin tone. It's like that pinkish, slimy Sweaty. skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh my God. We almost forgot to talk about this. We got to talk about, holy shit, Jesse Ventura's running for president. Let's holy win this shit. thing. Holy <laughs> shit. the man who speaks his mind. Darn straight. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. Ventura. Darn right. <laughs> Not some Darn right. And we have a theme song for it, too. I don't play that game. Jesse. Thermite paint. When those other guys were cashing government checks, <laughs> he was in the Navy getting dirty and wet. Dirty and wet. When guys were cashing checks, he was in the Navy getting dirty and wet. That is a... Uh... Jesse. Jesse. Nice. <laughs> right. Lennon and McCartney couldn't have come up with a lyric like that, could they? So, yeah, so Jesse Ventura is running for president. And honest to God, I mean, I'm laughing at his stupid fucking theme song here. Uh, but I, I just see these guys doing the running man <laughs> to that in the track Yeah, I ain't got yeah. time to concede. Right. So that'll be his slogan. I ain't got time to concede. Uh, by Before the way, we then, move too far away from Ham. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about this weird Oscar Meyer thing? That's well, going I on mean, this once we're, once we're done talking about Jesse Ventura, Mister Rush Rush, to the next topic. Uh, I, I was going to say about Jesse Ventura running for president. Honest to God, I don't know whether to have fun with this because my instinct—he <laughs> uh, might win. 
Yes. Yeah. My instinct is to have fun with it. My instinct is to make fun of him relentlessly between now and November, provided he ends up getting the Green Party nomination, which is what he's going for. I would just love to wheel out some clips of Ches and I making fun of him from five years ago or something like that. I would love to do that. But I'm so concerned. That's exactly how we got Trump. Yes, <laughs> kept talking yes, about exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, so don't talk about it. The only thing preventing uh, Jesse Ventura from becoming president, I think, is the fact that he's running as a third-party candidate. But I mean, right. stranger things have happened these days. You you never fucking uh, know. And you know he does no, he does have a theme don't. song. Let's win this thing. <laughs> we demand a man. Sorry, I know. I'm I'm gonna beat this to death. I, I assure yeah, you. you are. So. Oh yeah. But, but, but. And you're gonna, we're gonna end up with President. Je- so <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. We're not saying he should. Win. I, you know, I, I don't just, talk I'm about so it. Conflicted. Just show us on the map where Uncle Jesse touched you. I, I'm gonna have to go to our audience on uh, Patreon in particular and say, what, do you think? Do you think I should make fun of Jesse Ventura running for president, or do you think I should just shut the fuck up? Until he go goes straight away. ahead and keep driving. Yes. Until he goes away. Don't make eye contact, for God's sake. Yes, don't even... Yeah. <laughs> don't look at the train wreck, because the train wreck wins these days, and, you know... Jesse. Now oh, they'll man. try to tell you he uh. can't win. Watch yeah. your mouth. But just vote your conscience and we'll vote him in. Uh, okay, whatever. And, and you know what? I am so sick and tired of having to explain to certain people on Twitter about why if you vote for Justin Amash or Jesse Ventura when you were originally going to vote for Joe Biden takes votes away from Joe Biden and therefore helps Donald Trump. I mean, how many different ways can we explain this? Do I need to start drawing diagrams? Do we have to get a whiteboard explainer video to explain how vote counting works? Evidently, we do. Because stop using Twitter. Stop using Twitter. Yes, yeah. but it's still it's a it's a dominating attitude out there. It's a it's a bunch of people mm-hmm. think that it's a fringe. I it's deserve, a tiny fraction. Mm, of I don't know, people but who I mean, uh, what 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 is the deciding percentage in modern elections these days? Is it any more than one or two percent? No, it's about mm-hmm. one or two percent. All it takes right. is one or two percent of weirdos and hotheads to swing mm-hmm. an election from someone competent and sane like Hillary Clinton over to an unmitigated madman. That's all it takes. And my concern is that. All it'll take to elect someone like Donald Trump or to reelect Donald Trump is two or three percent, maybe composed of uh, bitchy former Bernie radicals. Uh, And I'm not talking about all Bernie voters, not all Bernie voters, hashtag not all Bernie voters. Um, All it takes is some of them, maybe some Republicans who say, I can't vote for Trump, but I can't vote for Biden. So I'll vote for Amash. And then Donald Trump gets a second term. Suddenly you're, you're throwing out all kinds of great shit. Uh, because you found one fucking thing uh, mm-hmm. that you're focused on, and then that's going to blow the whole election. And then Donald Trump yep. is president for another four years. And, you know, who do we... Don't even say it out loud. I yeah. can't don't even... even. I can't... I know. Oh, God. I know. I mean, but what... it's, mm, it's something that I've been trying to come to terms with. Like, how do I react <laughs> on the night of November I'm looking 3rd? into real estate in New Zealand. <laughs> Not bad. Hey, bring me with you. Holy shit. I know. I could actually drive one of uh, Lonnie's cars around or something like that. If if we something, all go, something, anything, yeah. we'll just we'll all get married. It'll be like we're Mormons, and we're just gonna all move. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, it'll be everyone from the show. You guys show. are gonna love being married to Ben. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because as He's we have, so cute. as we have determined, your husband is a walking, talking hug. That's that's yes, what, he is. that's what Ben is. Uh, okay, one last oh, break. Last night he was in the kitchen and he was like singing Funky Town. <laughs> Does <laughs> like he have a Puerto Rican accent? Does he have the accent to go with it? Oh, yeah. You could stand a spoon in his accent. Um, <laughs> Shit, that's funny. Oh, yeah, like, Won't you take me to Funky Town? It's just adorable. <laughs> it's kind of like Agador from the Birdcage. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yep. All right. On that note, one last break. Back with more show after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. 
We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining, good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign, because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. to get past it for a second at the station as a train passes an image fills my head and i can taste where my heart is inside of my mouth but it's all in my head i see where we're headed how it might lead to death a hard thought to swallow why i'm choking on it my breath's running out daily coping with it so i take a deep breath shake out my legs stretch myself out fill up with oxygen focus on love life family and friends fight off this dark fog that never seemed to end now I look up, watch as a train passes Heart is full of hurt, but the path that I decide Is to always take a deep breath, continue to live Cause that's just how my life's reality just is Just myself to the rafters But it's not my way Oh, this is fucking great The chorus is lit yeah, mm-hmm. holy shit. This is a uh, hip hop recording artist, uh, Select Few. That's S E L E K T, Few. Featuring Paradox and Calyx on this track. This is a song called Not My Way from their Solace Lane EP. These guys are from Perth, Australia. And when you really, when you listen to the verses, you can really hear the accent. It's so fascinating to hear the Australian accent on a hip hop song. So great. It's hard to love and harder to feel pain. Wrapped up inside your mind, just a little bit insane. While your mind still burning, the world keeps. Yeah, it's so cool. The, the Australian accent in there. Holy shit. Perth, Australia. Link in the description. Uh, the band is called again Select Few. I think they're going to end up being number one on the uh, indie music countdown this weekend, just by default. Oh, they're the nice. last last song we're playing in April because we don't we don't put those songs in the indie music countdown. We don't put the songs in in order of preference. We put the songs in order of how they appeared originally on the show. So, like the first songs you hear in the indie music countdown are the songs from early April in the case of this month, and then the last songs you'll hear are the ones that we played this week. So there you go. So select few ends up landing in the number one spot. Okay. Uh, perfect spot for them too because I love that song. All right, let's uh, move along here. What were we going to talk about? Was there anything I was we're going to talk about? This weird picnic thing, this Wieners Out Front <laughs> deal with Oscar Meyer. Oh yes, what's going on? What's what are we what are we going to say about I Oscar just, Meyer? I just think it is it weird? Is it me? Is it weird? They're like, yeah, we're going to do cookouts out front in the yard and wave at our neighbors. And I guess you don't have the kind of trashy neighbors that I have. You know, I just and, and uh, it just it's weird to me. And I just the ten year old in my head can't stop calling at Wieners Out Front. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not not actually called that. It's called something else. It should be. What's it really really called? Oh my God. It's just like the front porch cookout or something or I don't know. That'd be the seventh or eighth title for today's show. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that's the new sound I'm going to play every time we come up with a name for the show. So anyway. So yeah. everyone's hair? (laughs) Wieners wieners Out Front. That's so great. (laughs) Um, so meanwhile, just a little bit on the uh, Veep stakes, the uh, VP uh, uh, selection as that uh, moves closer and closer to actually happening. Uh, Jim Clyburn said this week that it's not mandatory for Joe Biden to select a black woman as his running mate, but it's probably still going to be Kamala Harris. That's I'm really she's got the best shot at it right now, especially the way that she's still been quite visible all over social media. She's been doing videos. She's been uh, tweeting a lot. Uh, she's been visible. And there are a lot of people. There's already a hashtag Biden-Harris going around. I mean, so this is something that uh, mm-hmm. seems like... It sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Biden-Harris. Biden-Harris, yeah. And the other thing is, strategically, it helps to have a prosecutor on the ticket because mm-hmm. then while Joe Biden is continuing to cultivate the good guy Joe Biden thing, 
Kamala Harris, as a prosecutor, can be relentlessly attacking uh, the Red Hats and Trump and everything like that, deflecting uh, accusations and counterattacking with other th- other things. And so I think that's uh, probably a good idea. It's a, it's a nice balance between good guy Joe Biden and pitbull Kamala Harris. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just seems mm-hmm. to make, uh, like, uh, I don't know, conceptual sense to me. By the way, for the record, a little something for the Bernie supporters. I am opposed to the cancellation of the New York primary. I don't think, again, just from the basic concept of it, I, if we're canceling elections, that's just a bad precedent to start setting. I agree. And I know mm. it's extraordinarily difficult to carry on a safe election these days, but there's no reason why in a state like New York, you can't just expand the absentee balloting. I mean, I don't even know what the scenario is with uh, mail-in balloting in New York. But, well, Ohio did this week, so I yeah. don't see why New York can't. Yep, Ohio had their election this week, and I think Andrew Yang has sued the state of New York to get the election to actually take place. So there is a, at least one lawsuit out there to uh, counteract no, whatever I mean, Cuomo said. When people are talking about uh, November 3rd being stopped altogether— Trump and Pence will be out of office on January 20th, 2021, when there is no new president. And it would technically be President Patrick Leahy because everybody that would be up for election in the Senate would also not be reelected. The entire House wouldn't be elected. So therefore, Patrick Leahy would be the majority president pro tem in the Senate, therefore president of the United States. Wow. Holy shit. But I mean, I don't think so there's... They, they don't they don't want to cancel the election in November because then we have a Democratic president. Boom. Done. Yeah, it, End it, of statement. Excellent. That, I, I'm really relieved to hear that. I had no idea that that was going to be the uh, the process. Yeah, because it, the Democrats would then be in the majority of the sitting senators. Yeah. Well, I mean, and therefore, it, it would be Leahy. From what I understand... So the term expires no matter what. Right. You've got if there a replacement is, in the in the chamber or not? Yes, that's right. in it's, the constitution. Exactly. Yeah. If there's nobody in the House elected because the uh, the election was canceled in November, and there is no new president or vice president because the election was canceled, and no new senators that were up for re-election, so therefore, because the Democrats had less people up for election this year, yep. there are more of them sitting in the Senate. At, in January, therefore, it would be Patrick Leahy would mm-hmm. be then the president of the United States. And anybody in the GOP is going, no, we can't do that. I can't think of any mechanism that Trump could use to cancel the election or to postpone it or can't. something. Yeah, he, he can't. He could try, but yeah. we didn't cancel it during the Civil War. No. We didn't cancel it in 1918 during that pandemic. Right. There was no effing reason we should cancel it now. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, the Civil War, uh, 1864 presidential election, mm-hmm. that general election is, is very educational in terms of what happened in that election. What happened was... Obviously, the Confederate states didn't vote because they decided, hey, bye-bye, we're leaving the Union. We're not going to be part of your country right. anymore. We're going to make our own little fucked-up country. And that's what they did, so they didn't get a vote in the uh, 1864 election. And so just the northern states voted. And as a mm-hmm. consequence of that, Abraham Lincoln was reelected. I mean, if the mm-hmm. southern states had voted, <laughs> participated in all of that, there's a chance that Abraham Lincoln might not have gotten a second term. And might have survived as a, as God, a result. Today's of conservatives would be like, "We want to vote in the national election and secede. And if you don't let us, you're infringing on our rights." Like, <laughs> yes, that's right. Know, just, we are uh, the derps. Yes, exactly. That's a good callback to the Rocky Mountain Mike song parody from the beginning. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, is you're so, welcome. Yeah, everything yeah. is so upside down and contradictory <laughs> with these people. I don't know what the fuck they're doing from moment to moment. It's absolutely staggering. They're pr- protesting the you know the tyranny of the stay-at-home orders. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is declaring himself to have totalitarian powers over everything. So what the fuck is wrong with you other than the brain worms? It just seems... uh, There's another story here that I'm staring at, too. Uh, uh, Governor Larry Hogan, who's the Republican governor of uh, my current state, Maryland, uh, did a Washington Post Live with Muggsy, with Robert Costa, and uh, <laughs> I will always be calling him that now. Yeah. Muggsy needs a few sandwiches. Muggsy needs to have a pizza or a bowl of ice cream or something because he's looking skinny. Look, he's looking way too skinny. Kimberly and I are always so concerned. Oh, we got to get Muggsy some food. He's you're looking way too skinny. We treat him like he's our little boy whenever he comes on TV. Oh, Muggsy's looking kind of sweaty today. We're very, very weird. <laughs> also, very, yeah. <clears throat> marijuana. Um, but so anyway. <laughs> So Larry Hogan, so get back to Larry Hogan. 
he was asked uh, whether he was concerned that uh, the federal government would seize the tests and, and uh, that are going to his state. And of course, he said, yeah, tests are being guarded <laughs> to prevent them from being stolen by the federal government. The National Guard is guarding Maryland's tests at an undisclosed location. That's what it's come down to. Remember the clip that I played at the top of the show from Saturday Night Live in the late mm-hmm. uh, 19 or the uh, 1990s, I think it was? Intercepted where, by warlords. Yeah, intercepted by warlords. Donald Trump is now the warlord. Donald Trump is the one intercepting tests that are going from the people manufacturing the tests to the states while they're being intercepted by warlord Donald Trump and the federal government yep. to the point where... The Republican governor of Maryland has to hide the tests and guard them with National Guardsmen to keep the federal government from horking all of his tests. This right here, the fact that Donald Trump is stealing tests before they get to the states who bought the fucking tests is an impeachable offense right there. Whoever is authorizing this needs to be fired. But uh, of course, it's just they're goes, what, handing him over to like Ron DeSantis or whatever. Throw this story right down the memory hole once again and flush a couple of times because that's exactly what's happened to this story. That's mm-hmm. we we will not hear about this story again in a couple of weeks about how the federal government's stealing. T- it'll just go. We just go by the wayside. It doesn't even matter. But Joe Biden does one thing, and it's not even a real thing, and then suddenly he uh, he has to lose. That's the that's mm-hmm. one of the many fucked up things we're facing these days. We'll talk about that more on the postmortem show coming up. Uh, by the way, don't get happy. Speaking of Joe Biden, he's leading mm-hmm. Trump by one point in Texas. Whoa. Texas. Joe Biden is leading by one point in Texas. I wish I well, could I mean, celebrate that one. I mean, after one. that last week, he was just, you know, I could just, like, even the boom howers of the world, like, dang old, dang old Clorox, putting their clean language, it didn't make no damn sense at all. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that's going, I would imagine it's older voters who mm-hmm. think Joe Biden is a decent man and who will now gladly, you know, vote for Joe Biden instead of the guy who wants them all to die. I mean, mm-hmm. Donald Trump wants to know why he's losing support from senior citizens. It's not because Brad Parscale's not pumping enough disinformation into Facebook. He's pumping plenty of disinformation into oh, Facebook. Yeah. It's because Donald Trump and Donald Trump's entire fucking Trumpism movement, the entire red hat cult, is saying, and it's Ben Shapiro yesterday. Uh, who cares? If they're 81 years old, uh, they're going to die soon anyway. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> And that was basically <laughs> what these guys are saying. And so no wonder old people are going, fuck, this isn't mm-hmm. what I expected. <laughs> Suddenly mm-hmm. Donald Trump supports death panels. How about that? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the uh, Daily Reuters Ipsos poll, this is again a day-to-day poll. Uh, right now, according to that poll, Joe Biden leads 45% to Trump's 39%. Wow. Trump in the 30s at this point in the polls. Don't get happy. God, please do not get complacent, Democrats. This is by no means in the bag. We are still months away. How many days away did I say we were at the top of the show? We got lots of days left. We're six Uh, months from the election. We are eight months from him being out of power. 188 Mm -hmm. days. Yeah. Yeah. In which things can go horribly awry. And they will. (laughs) It will go horribly awry at some point. You count on that. Clearly, since we're on this fucking miserably dark timeline where things just keep spiraling into a darker and darker post-apocalyptic hellscape. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Why wouldn't it get worse? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. The aliens are going to attack in August. That's what's coming. (laughs) It's just every day there's something new, something... I mean, it's now permanent silly season. I mean, talk about uh, back uh, before Donald Trump. There was silly season, I don't know, in an election year, general election between, let's say, Iowa and the general election, the actual election day. Uh, Now it's just silly season all the time, all year round, no matter what year it is, off year, midterm, general election, doesn't matter. It's always silly season. And we, it's got to end. I still can't get past Mike Pence walking through the band, uh, like barefaced, like he's handing out ribbons for prize picks. Oh, apparently the, he was... He, at the he, Indiana uh, State Fair. Like, this is not... Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, well, apparently he was make, wearing a mask today somewhere. Uh, <laughs> hold, please. Your call is important. At, uh, at the GM plant manufacturing, uh, where they're making ventilators, he was actually wearing a mask today. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, now I, everyone can see how flat and dead like a catfish his eyes are. 
You know, you know what Mike Pence looks like? Mike Pence looks like one of the aliens from Cocoon. If you go and look at the, the when the aliens are outside of their uh, human skins and they're just those glowing figures, looks like Mike Pence. The other thing is, the reason Mike Pence didn't wear a mask to the Mayo Clinic is because Donald Trump refuses to wear a mask. I'm I'm almost 100% convinced of that. Mike Pence is fearing for his job right now. There are rumors of Nikki Haley replacing him on the ticket, and uh, certainly if Joe Biden nominates a woman to be his running mate, Donald Trump's going to go right there and say, "I women love me more than Joe Biden. Look at look at Nikki Haley right here, who I haven't grabbed by the mm. pussy." Yet. <laughs> Yet, exactly. Uh, all right. If Kamala Harris debates Mike Pence, does his wife have to be on stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Because Kamala had to be yes. alone with other women. <laughs> yes, she will have to be sitting next to him. Yeah. Mother has to be there. That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. That's so creepy mm-hmm. that he calls her mother. Mm-hmm. His wife. Mm-hmm. His mother, mother. Oh, my God. So weird. <laughs> okay. It's Norman Bates. I'm just a normal guy. You can hear <laughs> you can hear T-Rex's podcast at uh, patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Also, Jody Hamilton's podcast at sexyliberal.com. Also at from-the-bunker.com. And everywhere you get your podcast. Meanwhile, lots of stuff still to come in the Postmortem Show. As soon as this music is done playing, we keep on talking. That is called the Postmortem Show. We put it on our Patreon page, bobsuskashow.com. Subscribe for $5 a month, and you get it twice a week. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. you.